With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G-I-G-G-S No Roderick Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? Stop in I respect your opinion Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me But in my mind I'm better than him I do it again Can you hear me now? Hear me now? Hear me now? Someone tell me quick. Come on. I need to know. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on. One person. Anyone. Yeah, there we go. 
I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Roger Giggs and football. Rodgers will be here in just a minute. I'm sure we can find something to talk about. Will we get another Rodgers rant? Will Rodgers be too upset to talk about it? Who knows? It's going to be interesting. Probably contain some swear words, but let's see. Just as we wait for uh, Rodgers to join us in, in just a second. Um, shout out to the sponsors of today's show and, and for the next month or so. Uh, Four Sigmatic Coffee. What is Four Sigmatic? Four Sigmatic is a sciencey way of saying really good for you. They have turned the planet's most astoundingly nutrient-dense ingredients into the things that you will love to have every single day. What's the purpose? Well, Four Sigmatic helps people achieve elevated wellness with the world's most nutrient-dense ingredients. They started back in the happiest country in the world, Finland. Their founders, Finnish grandparents, brewed mushrooms when they couldn't get coffee during World War II due to shortages. Uh, they turned organic coffee plus functional mushrooms like chaga into delicious coffee to kick off your day every day. Ever since, they've searched for the most exhaustively uh, studied based the best of the best. Four Sigmatic ingredients to add to your daily go-tos for focus, clarity, energy, balance, and to de-stress. All I can say with uh, with regards to Four Sigmatic is um, I use the Think, the Think brand, if you want to call it Think, uh, thing, and it is superb. Cannot fault it. I have a nice little. Uh, I get I get up early, so like by about ten o'clock when I'm starting to flag, that's the way. Nice uh, cup of the Think, and it just it keeps me sharp for the rest of the day. Keeps me light, keeps me good. Use the code Ace Nation. Get yourself a nice little discount. And uh, you can do a subscription. So they just send it to you every month. You can do it as a one-off payment, uh, as a one-off purchase. And whichever suits you. They do all sorts of different brands for different things. It is uh, it's good stuff. The most important thing for me is it tastes amazing so i only got into drinking coffee probably three years ago never really was one for coffee then i i like a good cappuccino me um with the odd express espresso chucked in but uh this stuff is really i've been really impressed by it i was when i read mushrooms i was like oh come on i don't I'm not a much massive uh mushrooms fan unless they're uh, when i was younger the, the magic kind i suppose but uh yeah these uh the real deal i gotta say so if you can check them out obviously it's helping uh helps us if you support us by going to the sponsors and all that good stuff um but uh, just as we wait for rodders we'll uh we'll have a little chat we've got lots to discuss um let's have a look first and foremost what's the score in the in the football going on at the moment sport in lisbon two arsenal one well 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 it's a bit of a shock but there we go still a bit still a bit of time to go in that um the championship is looking good Middlesbrough and Sheffield United back on the winning track. So uh, there's still seven points between second and third. But um, some of the form of the sort of the playoff teams at the moment is wild. You've got Middlesbrough have won like four of the last five. Uh, same for Blackburn, four of the last five drew the other. Luton, probably the worst form of them. Uh, Norwich, four of the last five, unbeaten in five. Um Millwall, not too bad. Then Coventry coming right up there into eighth, which is mad when you think back to the start of the season when they had all those games in hand and they were right down the bottom. There they are, having lost in five games at least. 
and uh, they are eighth and they are looking good as if they're getting right towards the playoffs here he is how are you mate okay what's happening um so i decided what i would do i didn't want to talk about man united before you got here and i didn't want to talk about the super six before you got here because i felt like you really wanted to to have an update on the super six because you've been doing really well lately so obviously didn't want you to didn't want you to miss out on that did i so i'm sure you didn't sure yeah off for you though mate just to keep you you know informed obviously but uh the super six update we're all doing you know super six and production predictionly um raising some money for charity we've had two rounds since last show saturday's round was won by steve shanahan on 12 points the midweek round was won by Ex Cardiff City legend Willie Boland on 16 points, also responsible for me meeting my wife, is Willie. Um, uh, Rodri forgot to do his midweek predictions though yesterday, uh, so I am now 35 points ahead of him in the main league. And uh, it's you know, it's coming to the end of the season now, so I think we can just call it what it is. It's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. 35 points, unassailable, mate. Unassailable. Next round. Three o'clock, three o'clock on Saturday. Okay, don't don't forget. Um, Rodri, it's been a emotional week, a couple of days. I think, mate, from a football point of view, for yourself. Um, first and foremost, how do you feel now? I felt fine because I didn't actually watch it. Did you not? So no. then, that takes was, a lot of the was... sting out of it, doesn't it? Oh yeah. I was teeing off at one o'clock, so he would have finished perfectly for our four. The person mm. who he was playing with did not turn up till one forty. So by the time um, I was finishing, it was one nil, and it was about five minutes left time. So I thought, you know what? I'll travel home and I'll watch the second half. By the time <laughs> I got home, by the time I got home, it was three nil. So I didn't bother. Yeah, it's mate, it's brutal. But of all the, do you know, it's weird. I said um, said to my mate on Sunday night, like, of all the sort of different outcomes that I could see, and like, um, even at halftime, I thought United were pretty good in the first half. They weathered the early storm, and then you know they the goal when the uh, just before halftime was probably against the run of play at that point. United were getting into it; they'd had a few chances. So you're thinking, even with like the way United have played recently, when they have fallen behind. Ten Hags sort of turned around at half time. So you're thinking, you know, they'll come out, they'll have a plan, they'll make some changes, etc. etc. What I didn't expect to happen was that defense to just completely capitulate. Because they've been that's been since pretty much since the Brentford game, except for the I think it was Man City, wasn't it? Where they got a bit of a bit of a hide right. in. Apart from Brighton. those two games. Brighton. Yeah, the Brighton game was before the Brentford one, though, one I think, wasn't it? Like you had the Brentford game. They obviously beat Liverpool then, didn't they? But then I think... Brighton, they beat us at home. Convincingly. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I did not expect their defence to, to capitulate in that way. When you look at the players, like Luke Shaw has been outstanding all season. Varane and Martinez have looked... So, Martinez has been so good that Carragher and Sunis kind of went back on what they'd said previously about him. He was he had a nightmare, mate. I felt sorry for David De Gea because he couldn't have done much about any of them, and he's just picking a ball out of the net. Um, I thought Dallow was poor. I thought he was poor in the first half, and I even well, I thought Wan Bissaka was going to be nailed on to play 
just from a defensive point of view. But, you know, look, it doesn't matter who would have played in terms of individuals. They've got to suck it up. They've got to... Um, and they've got to front it up. I noticed tonight, United haven't made any changes. It's exactly the same 11 from Sunday. Now, is it? Yeah. So I was quite shocked by that because I'm thinking Sancho, you know, Ganacho, maybe Sabitz. I know Sabitz is injured, I think, actually. But, you know, you're expecting a few changes. But those players have got to make a point now, haven't they? Because it wasn't yep. just a loss. You know, you can accept losing at Anfield. But I think... <coughs> uh, Excuse me. <clears throat> think to lose seven nil is uh, it's not on, and then look, it was one nil. It wasn't like it was three nil half time. You know, it was one nil. The game was close. They were well in it. They were just poor. Um, but yeah, I, it, I do think it, that. Um, yes, because I didn't watch it, so it's not Matt. But yeah, it's still, still something they'll have to live with the rest of their life. Um, they have got it in them to capitulate like that. Because we've seen it before and we've seen it again. Saw it last season as well. But we haven't seen players. it. We haven't seen it for twenty-five games, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But it's something they're, they're going to have to live with for the rest of their lives. Um, of all teams to Liverpool, Anfield. So yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, it's not good at all. But like I say, it's something they'll have to live with. I've never, ever been beat seven nil in my whole life. Been beat 6-0, but never 7. And I think um, I think it's fair to say as well, I don't think it's like out of pocket to say, that's the first time that Ten Hag, I think, has made mistakes. Like, I think he got some stuff wrong with the tactics. He, he shifted, like he put Weghorst, he had Weghorst at 10. I, did, mate, mate, I disagree. Bruno. Whatever players your tactics, they, 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 they'd gone. All yeah, but no, no, but I even mean, even before, like, the capitulation before, they 1-0 down, they've had, Rashford's had chances, da, 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 they could have been gone up, so it's... I just think that, that midf it's Liverpool good. midfield it's is there for the taking. nothing to do right? with the manager, it's the players on oh, the yeah, pitch. No, I agree. Nothing's that. changed. Everyone's saying, oh, ten out, ten out. The fuck ought to do with the manager? It's them players. It's the it's players. It. Simple, yeah. they've got to suck it up and deal with it. He hasn't been unprofessional. They have. No. Yeah, you're right. He, yeah. Has, he, has, he has stayed the same all the way through. So you can say Ten Hag, I totally disagree with it. It's the players, plain and simple, whatever system they would have played, they, they still don't give in. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, once it gets to four, that's when you shut up shop and you just make sure that it stays but four. In that kind of cauldron, the Reds have gone. They've lost the discipline. They're all chasing around, and it's just, there's just chaos. And Liverpool are on fire and just ripped them apart. So um, Rob Boyle's just asked a question, which I'm going to put to you in a minute um, regarding Bruno Fernandez. But before you answer it, I'm going to, I think, go against the grain a little bit with this. So if Bruno Fernandez was my captain, my player, I would love him. Every, he's he's a shit house, but he would be my shit house. And I think you know you could, every player, every team's got that type of player. And I saw him take it. He got criticised a lot this week, rightly for his performance, absolutely. For some of his antics, absolutely. For the diving and that sort of stuff. But what I didn't like is Gary Neville saying that he's asking to come off when he didn't, and there was no you know no apology, not no apology after that once it was clarified. And 
And I just think like all these pundits, they go to, they stick up and they make out like Harry Maguire, for instance, is having a great game and he's not, he's giving the ball away constantly, but they just will not criticize him because they know him. But Anthony or Bruno Fernandes or, or whoever, and it's the same with other teams. They won't criticise. Like, they criticise the foreign players, but they will not criticise the English players. Luke Shaw had an absolute nightmare in the second half. Um, but, yeah, it's Bruno Fernandes or it's Anthony or it's this or it's that. And I just... I, it rubs me up the wrong way, mate. I don't like it at all. Um, and But don't get me wrong. They were all dog shit. And they all deserved criticism. Yeah, I just didn't... He's wearing that captain's armband, though, isn't he? But, yeah, I... I you know, it's embarrassing. It's something that if he played for another team, he'd really take the life out of me, but he doesn't. He plays for my team, so he doesn't. Yeah. Um, his stats speak for itself. Assists, goals, uh, everything. Work rate, pressing. So, you know, Since it's embarrassing. It's something that he's got to live with and something that he's got to watch back and look at himself acting like a clown. So, yeah. sometimes he does go over the top. I was talking about this the other day. There was a there was a player. I'm not going to name him. There was a player I used to play with that every time he didn't pass to him, his arms would be up in the air and uh, so I, I politely said to him, "You need to stop doing that." Mm. And he kept on doing it. And he kept on doing it. So okay, fine. So then I started doing it <laughs> to him, but on acid. Yeah. On more. I'd be fucking effing and jeffing, be more or less in his face. Give me past the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. And within two weeks, he stopped doing it. So it, it it's irritating me. It's all flames in the air. But someone in that team has got a grip over him and say, listen, stop fucking doing that. It's irritating. I know you're frustrated you don't get the ball, but stop doing it. Until that happens, you will keep doing it. It's frustrating. But then sometimes, yeah, just yeah, you should have got the ball. But sometimes when you're in that position, you ain't passing that. Yeah, maybe maybe he would because he's a team player and he, and he maybe he would. But some players don't. That's the mentality. They only want to do is score goals. Uh, you just got to accept that. But yeah. for me, it's one game, and like I say, he's got to live with it. Uh, but his antics sometimes really frustrate me. Yeah, I can understand that. And like, although saying that, you listen to all the players speak about him and they all got asked about it this week. Rashford, Shaw, they all got asked about Bruno Fernandes this this week and they had nothing but positive things about his influence on the team, everything. So maybe he's not bothering them as much as... And you never know, like he might be flaying his arms around, but you don't know what he's actually saying to the players, do you? Like what he's actually saying might not necessarily match up with no, what he no, he's been brilliant for us. He's played ninety. He's played every single game ninety minutes since from, the, from day one. So Funders like Funders like Gary Neville. They don't apologise. They don't. They've, they've I got. Thought, they've I got, thought they've Neville got, was bang out of order. They've got. They've got. They've got their own agendas. They're very, very cute and clever. They know the game. So, but if you're gonna um, make the implication that the captain of a club like United in a situation like that. Maybe, maybe Gary Neville, like I say, he's got an agenda. And Gary Neville didn't want him as captain because he doesn't like his antics either. And this is mm. the way he's going about it. He's very sneaky. He's understand the, the mentality of these people. Like the one thing I will say is, um, there was a kid in my son's game on Saturday, um, which is obviously before this game, but like, um, he got tackled just a tackle, slight tackle, 
and he rolled about 10 times on the floor, waving his arms around the pitch. And like, luckily, the referee was quite sensible and he just like laughed, laughed about it because it was so ridiculous. But you know, kids do copy, don't they? And they copy this. But at the end of the day, like it's professional sport, you can't worry about whether kids are co- kids are copying stuff and you got to just do your thing. Could he tone it down a bit? I think he probably should tone it down a little bit. But if I if he played for Cardiff, mate, I would absolutely love him. So it is what it is. Everyone loves every, every team's got a shit house. Every yeah, team is a team playing, he gives everything for the club. So what, yeah. what's not to like? Just some of his antics frustrate you. But you yeah, when you're seven nil down, mate, you're, you're yeah. looking at the body language. Not just when you're seven nil down. Like I say before, sometimes when he gets the ball, you, you know, he's constantly whinging, running over to refs. Da, 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 da. Just get on with the fucking man. Just, just get on with the game. To it is fair, his job to speak to fair, to the ref, People watching this who've seen me play, go, what this fucking... <laughs> I was exactly the same as him. Any yeah. ref, I'd be in the air straight away. So, but, you know, when you see it yourself, you think, ooh. But uh, I did calm down, but, um, yeah, you just got to just gotta relax a bit. Because mm. he wants to win and, he, you know, he, he's running around. All he, all he wants to do is win and win for his team. So, you can't you can't knock him for that. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. And look, Liverpool, um, I think that result has papered over the crap cracks a little bit because I thought their you know their midfield is there for the taking and and unfortunately it didn't quite work out like that for United. They will get but, beat up, but they will get beat up Bournemouth. Yeah, mate, they'll go and I was looking at their their next few games and like I saw so I retweeted um, a, a tweet by um, John O'Kane, uh, ex United Academy player, um, on the weekend on Sunday night I think it was where he said he said Liverpool fan uh, those, those Liverpool players have cheated the fans by playing the way they have this season to then turn up against United like that because they did play well. Yes, United were dreadful and they capitulated and all the rest of it. But Liverpool did also play well. So like for Liverpool to turn up like that against United but be absolutely played off the park by Brighton twice, by Arsenal, by all these other teams, I think the fans do have a right to ask the question, like where's that been all season? But such is life, mate. These big games, players do up their games, and they they had a you know. They, I did feel like they before the game they were going to be dangerous. They could have a point to prove because everyone was sort of leaning towards United and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. It's one. It's one. It's, it's humiliating. I think is the more than anything. But it is actually you know it's one game, mate, and it's only three points and. United have still got a trophy in the bag and they're still third and they're still, they look like they're going to come to be make top four. They're still in the FA Cup, the Europa League. It's not, it shouldn't define their season as long as they recover. Is it? No, but equally, they've got to make sure, I suppose, from a... Listen, they win comfortably tonight. It's all forgotten about. Very yeah. quickly. Well, not, not, very not forgotten, forgotten, but it, it, I know it, what you mean. It, Put to bed for a bit. Nice one. We're off to the next game. And that's all you want as a player. Let's get that one put to bed. We need to perform tonight. Well, I suppose I would imagine like they want they would have wanted a game as quick as possible, wouldn't they? To play oh, yeah, right. most definitely, yeah. Hundred percent. Um, so Craig asked a question. So did all the United players cheat the fans and the previous managers for how they were playing before Ten Hag came in? And I think that's a fair question. And I think 100%. I also hundred percent like 
there was a, a lot of United fans at the end of last season who were saying, I think you might have even mentioned that maybe it was time for Rashford to go, even though you know he's a homegrown player. Yeah, he's he's a total 360, though. But even he said, he said he wasn't fit last year and he's, he had a surgery in the summer and he's yeah, come he's, back. Who's his that fault? It's their, that's their job, Yeah, to be fit. It's all that's all they've got to be. It's well, I think he put off surgeries, didn't it? But my point being, like, there's, he, there's he was playing a lot, lot with injuries last year, Rashford. He was, there's yeah. a few players in there, though, like who have been there. You know, there's players in that team now who are doing well, who have played for Solskjaer, played for Mourinho, and didn't do well. So the yeah. questions have got to be asked. Um, and what I noticed I was waiting to see how many leaks would come out of that dressing room from Sunday because last year. Every time, every game, there was more and more leaks coming out of that dressing room, blaming this person, blaming well, that, that person. Player's left. That player's left now, though. Well, you think it was one individual player? Yes. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Do you see uh, Paul Pogba has been uh, dropped by Juventus today yeah. for uh, disciplinary yeah. reasons? Yeah. On a completely separate subject, anyway, by the I don't, way. I don't, I, don't, do we, I don't want to talk about Paul Pogba. <laughs> well, he's only been back one game. It's a waste of space. And he's already been dropped, mate. Yeah, it's a waste of space. Um, I want to, I do want to talk about, mate, is Paris Saint-Germain. Since they signed Messi, um, who else did they sign at the same time? Casillas, uh, Ramos. When they signed that summer, where they signed like five or six of the biggest players in the world, they haven't I'm got Munich past the machine, haven't... aren't they? Yeah, I know. I, I do understand that. But since they signed those players a couple of years ago, they haven't got past the quarterfinals in the Champions League, which to me tells you that you just because you signed the biggest names... Does not mean that tells me the, the, the competition and the playing week in, week out is not strong enough. Wow, so when they come against strength, strong Champions League sides, they just can't cope. Do you, think not Me- ready. Do you think Messi goes uh to America now in the summer? I can't see why he'd stay there, mate. I honestly don't. I, 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 don't have, I have no interest in what Lionel Messi's doing or Harry <laughs> or French football or Paris Saint-Germain. I have no interest in it whatsoever. I've never watched a minute of it. Even though they're three fantastic players, I have no interest in it. It's just one league winning, one team winning that league every year. It, forget about it. Yeah. Pointless. It's yeah, it is stupid. It is a question for you then. Was I right about Antonio Conte? Overrated? As a no. manager? No. Well, mate, no. I, no. I, I'm not, no, no. Everywhere he's been, he's won a league title. When he's been given what he wanted, he's not been given what he wanted at Tottenham. How many players has he signed at Tottenham? Double oh figures, mate. Oh my god! Come he's on, not been given what he's got. To... Richarlison, how many goals has he scored? Sixty million pound. Do you think he's, he's bought him? Do you think he's bought him? Just sit him on the bench for sixty million pound. But if he's the if players, he's brought no answer to the question. Do you think? Conte has bought them players, said, yeah, I want him. That Rich Allison who dives and fucking rolls about all the time. Do you think uh, Conte went, yeah, that's my well, man? He had a good World Cup. Oh, my God. <laughs> he didn't answer the question. No, probably, I would say you probably, I don't know, I wouldn't say that he didn't, didn't necessarily want him. I would say maybe he wasn't his first choice, but he had to go with him because that's what the budget was. And he's been sat on the bench, 60 million quid. So yeah. that's how much he wanted him. But you admit, I'm sorry, but all these managers have failed. And uh, Brazil play him centre forward. You can put him there in front of Harry Kane. 
I'm not even going to go on to Harry Kane, mate, because I still... I'm glad, you didn't answer the question. Yeah, if, um, if he's yeah I suppose... Well, you could play... He's centre-forward, and you, that's, a, that's a strange one, but he performs Brazil. But are you going to drop him for Harry Kane? But you could play... Harry Kane plays so deep. So, all right, here's a question, or here's a statement from me. Harry Kane drops so deep that you could play him uh, Richardson through the middle with Harry Kane off him because they should have dropped Son weeks yeah, ago could, because he can't he can't even control a football. You could because he's so but devoid he doesn't. Of so what does that say? You are, he doesn't trust the player. I would, I would assume. There but Spurs plays Eric Dyer. The name says it all. You've got Ben Davis. No, he's Welsh, but. Eh. Uh, he's been probably one of their more consistent performers, but right, but but a top four, four. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I not at this stage. I think he's right. gets that, and so he's on the. He's a, he's a latter side. Very solid, very consistent, reliable Premier League player, but yeah. a top four Champions League, go to league. No, sorry, but no. Who else? That Romero, loose cannon, loose cannon. Uh, Skiff, I, I don't mind Skiff. I, I like that Lomberg as well. What about but that Holberg? Holberg, he yeah. Criticism yesterday. Holberg, he's, 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 he's a good player. Like, solid for him. Um, who else is there? Yeah, I don't even know. So, so, so they haven't got a good squad, a strong, competitive squad. Um, I'm going to come to a comment now from Reese a minute, but I just want to ask you about this. They signed uh, Spence, one of the most highly rated young players in the country, and then loaned him out to Middlesbrough, and he's tearing things up from the has been from day one. Like, why isn't he in the Tottenham squad? You're muted. You're muted. Oh, you got no sound. Go out and in. Go out and in. Because I can't hear you. <laughs> right, get your questions in. Reese, I'm going to put uh, that question to him. I thought Borisol, Bor- ah, right, okay. So Boris sold him, and then he was loaned by Spurs. Where's he now, then? Old Spence. Um, so yeah, I'll put that question about Potch to Rodders now because I'm interested by his response to that. Um, I personally think Conte, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I'd say he's completely overrated, but I just he plays football that's not massively exciting, and he also he seems to need a lot of money, very Mourinho like, but then. Look, the other thing as well is, like, uh, he hasn't, you know, they have spent quite a bit of cash, Tottenham, and they've signed quite a lot of players. They should have, they were dreadful last night. Absolute piss poor. Couldn't pass the football. They didn't create much. Um, and a home game in the Champions League, and you can't get the fans off their seats and, and get them pushing on. I think that's a problem. I really do. Um or, you know, if they just needed to get the fans behind them at Tottenham's ground, and they couldn't even do that in a home game in the Champions League. Um, One, so, two, three. here we go. So, here's a question. Uh, Reece said, I'll put it up on the screen as well. He said there, wait, wait, wait. I said this about Potch, that he wasn't back 
uh, backed and still got to the Champions League final. And you said, Rodders, that Pochettino wasn't a good manager, but he did better than Mourinho, Conte, and the other manager I can't remember who it was with a lot of, with a lot less money. So, if it doesn't just because you've had a lot less money, doesn't mean in that because they've spent more money doesn't mean they're getting better players because they're spending more money. Just mm. being stupid with the money. But look at his, look at look at Poch's team. But Poch. When I, and I also said Poch, when he got to the Champions League final, that's when they needed strengthen and they yeah, didn't. Yeah, have backed him then. Yeah. And they well, didn't. Has he got so a job? Has he got a job at the moment, Pochettino? Is Pochettino no. working at the moment? No. No. I, in, in, in my mind, Pochettino is a better manager than, than all three of them, even though they've won more. Their yeah. football is boring. It's yeah. very defensive. But this is what I just said about Conte. Is like you can't knock his record of what he's won, but yeah, his football's very. That's, that's why when you say you know, people mention United, it's like Ooh, no, his, his football's very pragmatic. You need to give him a lot of money. He's almost like a, a younger version of Mourinho to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah. But but he gets results when you do, and that's why Tottenham got Mourinho in because they, they they sacrificed how the Tottenham way, or. Uh, and then they get rid of him, and then they bring a younger version in. Yeah. Well, then the Champions League knockout round, mate. They've got... look at last night. They're one nil down. They've got mm. ten men, and he brings Kulikes. What's his name? Kulaveski off, and brings Sanchez on the centre half. They've got ten minutes left. Yeah. Now, who, who does that? And Kulaveski, in terms of. Flair and attacking threat is probably their most because he runs yeah. with the ball, travels with the ball. Exactly. And that's what that you meant. want. It was yeah. like and you heard the crowd like just booing. It's like and I was like, what is he doing? But you can't commentate it's like, oh that's a strange one. It's like like you say, there's 10 minutes to go. If if they had brought on some attacking players, put three at the back and said, Right, we're just gonna, you know, if we can see another goal, fine, but we're gonna try and win it. In it because you're going out. The fans will get up off their seats, off their feet, and they'll be behind them. The fans wanted to get behind the team, but the team and the manager gave them nothing. They just didn't, never got going. They never really pushed to attack. And it was just the same old thing from Spurs. I think Conte goes in the summer one way or the other, um, whether it's him leaving or they get rid of him. And I wouldn't be surprised if Pochettino ends up back at Spurs for the start of next season, to be quite honest. Um, which I think is a massive risk for him. Because if it goes horribly wrong and he doesn't get the same results as he got last time, his um, reputation has taken a massive hit because he got sacked by PSG. Well, I would stay well clear. Mind you, I would stay well clear. Because he ain't competing against Chelsea, United, City. But do you know why I think they'll bring him back? Because I think that's in Daniel Levy's mind. Well, if they do, it's desperation. It's because they that's the only that's the only way they think that Harry yeah. Kane will stay. I could see like Brendan Rodgers there, or yeah, I could see that. But like again, I think there's no uh, there's not really an upside to being the Spurs manager. It's like Brendan Rodgers has really cemented his reputation as a manager at Leicester. Like there's no upside to Spurs at the moment in terms of if you go there, because you're not going to have money to spend, the squad's not good enough, and you're going to compete against the current, the big, the normal 
sort of big teams, plus Newcastle with a bottomless pit. And then you've got teams like Brighton and Leicester and the rest of them who are so much better than they were 10 years ago. Like it's closer than it's ever been before in the Premier League. But then in the summer, you could have City, United and Newcastle with literally a bottomless pit of money to spend. On top of the fact that Arsenal look like they're going to win the league and, uh, you know, other teams are much better than they. Chelsea are going to be better next year. Liverpool are going to be better next year. So why would you, if you're Brendan Rodgers, go from Leicester to Tottenham? Why would you, if you're Pochettino, go to Spurs? Leicester haven't got no money and they've got to sell Madison. They've got to sell all the players because they're in debt and they need to sell money. Sell but, players. Why would Brendan stay there for that? If but if Rogers if Rogers stays at, at Leicester and rebuilds and he'll get rebuild money. what they've got no money but they'll get money in from those players they get you know they'll get forty million from Madison or whatever get the same quality in a way, yeah. possibly not but he's done pretty well on a budget in the previous years with his signings you can't saying before does he really want to do that does he want to go to Tottenham he's not going to get money there though is he and that's my point there's no, no like it's almost like there's no playing a sixty thousand seat stadium he's he's got a lot of better players than. Yeah, a lot better. Tillemans is going. Vard is on his way out. Uh, Madison will have to sell. Not sell him. Who else have they got? There's, yeah. there's three big players there, isn't it? Tillemans yeah. is on free as well, isn't he? I Athlete. think. Um, uh, and I think, look, I think Harry Kane will be gone in the summer. Like Ice, you watch his body language coming off that pitch last night, and he looked like a player which was just. Like, United, all right. We also saw you them trophy camp trophies out, lad. Oh, mate. Honestly, look, I, I, I get if he goes to, to United, say he'll score bags of goals, great. But to me, he's probably got like three years left at the very top of his game. If I was United and I'm going to spend a hundred million on a striker, I'd much rather go and sign, um, I don't know, for instance, that the guy from Napoli for a hundred million because he's younger, he's fitter, he's less injury prone. Yes, all right, he's only proven over two seasons or three seasons, whereas Harry Kane's been proven over, you know, much more than that. I get that. But to me, like, what do you get out of Harry Kane? Three years, maybe? And also, the older he's getting, the deeper he's dropping. So then you still haven't got a number nine, which is the problem with Veghorst now. They play, he drops too deep and he's not quick enough. So you're just going to have the same problem, but with a better finisher. So... I'm not sure Harry Kane's the right one for United. But then, you know. <laughs> I just think there's other strikers. Oh, please, you talk some crap, you. you talk you're telling me that they wouldn't be better with a younger, a younger striker? You're getting the good five years out of him. Five years? Fuck off. He's already injury prone. And he's so You'll get a good five years out of him. Yeah, Plus, five years on the bench. He's a good enough player to drop into that 10 after like two or three years if his legs do start to go. But they would play him higher up. He wouldn't need to drop down. But Ten Hag is a very, very acute manager. He would yeah. want him anywhere around near the box. This is where you're going to stay. How fast do you want to beat Alan Shearer's record? We do that in two, do that in a year, two years, and mm. just just to feed him all that kind of nonsense. And at United, you get oh, you get an apple. Oh my God, you get an apple. Do you think he drops deep now because? Spurs don't have the players around him, so he got drops back to get yeah, the ball. Yeah, about three years ago. You get frustrated. Wayne Rooney did it. 
so that's dropping deeper and deeper. But Wayne Rooney just wanted to get involved in the game. He was bored up there. He, he, he talked about it before. He used to hate playing up there because he's not getting involved in the but the ball. So he used to drop deep. But no, yeah, he's just he just just discipline. Just it's just he would play him higher up to Nag. So uh, someone just said Newcastle for Harry Kane. The only way Newcastle will be in the conversation would be if they get in the Champions League this year. That's I think not, that's not guaranteed to win, though, is it? No, and I think United, City, mind you, Newcastle. I think Newcastle. You've got it. I'm not going off City, right? So City, it took them like two or three years. Yeah, like after the, the third year, Sven, the Sven era, wasn't it? And yeah, the, after, the, after, the third, after the third year, then you, you play if you all oh, these these are getting better. These this is going to be trouble soon. This, right. and that's what you're going to see with Newcastle. But Just, but. You've got stronger opposition now. You've got United spending whatever Newcastle spend. And you've got City spending whatever Newcastle spend. And you've got Chelsea spending whatever. And you've got the league leaders, Arsenal, who, who are very good too. So it's not going to be easy. And then Liverpool already he has, he has a bad stage. Will he get fired? Will he yeah. think, you know what, let's get some other guy in. Mm. Arch or whatever. What about Harry Kane to Chelsea? Do you think that's because Chelsea won't be in the Champions League? That's definitely no. Tottenham, one of our own, going to Chelsea? No. Levy, that's the thing. So if you're Daniel Levy, if you're Daniel Levy, right, um, and you're notoriously difficult to negotiate. Daniel Levy hasn't got a choice now. Davy Kane's in the Yeah, no, I understand that. A year left. If you look at the teams. Sit out and you'll get nothing. Fine. so if you look at the teams in the Premier because I think he wants to stay in the Premier League to break that record. If you look at the teams that he can realistically go to, both for if they can afford it and if he's going to be able to achieve what he wants to achieve, realistically, I think you're only looking at Arsenal, Man City, Man United, Liverpool and Chelsea, really. I think they're the choices. So if you go through them... Not City, I, no. He's not going to sign into Arsenal. City don't need him because they got Haaland. Uh Liverpool, I think, are happy with their, you know, Nunes and Salah and the likes. I don't know whether he'd suit them. Um, Chelsea are not in the Champions League next year and they've signed. They're in the... Manuel's going as well. Yeah. Um, So it does seem like Man United were almost the only option. But I just think it depends. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't rule Newcastle out because I think... If they're, in the cha- if they're in the Champions League next year, if they finish fourth in the cha- this year, it doesn't look like that. They can't score goals. So it's interesting. People, people have caught on to it. Yeah. Um, That's what happens. Uh, you know, you got to get better players to open doors. Yeah. Last 10 minutes before we uh, wrap up there, mate, I want to talk a little bit about Arsenal. Uh, last minute winner on Saturday. We ask the question every week, are they going to bottle it or are they... But they're looking strong at the minute. Those last minute goals. Goal, it's 39 20. points played for, 36 points played for. That's a lot, a lot of points. All you got to do is, is lose one, and then City you got to play them. There's six points. You know, yeah, it could happen in, in like I've seen it before, it could happen in like four days, five days. Well, they only like you say, they uh, Man City only need Arsenal to lose one game and to beat them in the when they play each other and they're at one point ahead. So I think 
people saying it's done and dusted have definitely... All we've got to do is draw a couple of games and a point behind. Jump in the gun. But those last-minute winners and, and the way Arsenal have started to ground out a couple of um, couple of goals, I think certainly indicates that they've they got a good mentality and, and they seem to be doing the right things. They grinded out results. They've just drawn in the Europa League to all. Um, yeah. Sport in Lisbon, uh, home to Arsenal. Well, they won the lot. Was it 2-0? Uh, yeah, so it was 2-1 to, uh, it was 2-1 to Sporting and then they, uh, Arsenal scored. We've got to go back to Emirates now, yeah. Yeah, that's the first leg, so it's, yeah. Yeah, there's plenty to go. Um, outside of sort of the big teams, uh, who, who impressed you in the Premier League this weekend? Pardon? Who impressed you in the Premier League over the weekend outside of the big teams? Brighton. Again, excellent, isn't no, it? Brighton looking really good. And Brentford might have gone up a level. I got to go up a level for more from Potter. Yeah, that's it. It's weird, isn't it? How they um, like when yeah, Potter left. And... If you watch Monday Night Football when Jamie Carragher went through it, they're like the second best team for possession in the league after City. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Where do you think that they lost a manager who had built the team, but also they lost Cook, uh, what's his name, Cook? Cook Cucurella well, yeah. went to Chelsea with him, and they, like you said, they're stronger than they've, they've been Liverpool twice comfortably. No, they no. beat West Ham 4 0 on the weekend, United, they beat United yet. And like you've got to say, they have got to be confident of getting at least a European place at the end of this season. No, Look, there's a long way to go, like you said. They, uh, but no, they've got, they, like, they say, usually now would be, we'd be like, we have like what seven or eight games left, no, yeah. But, they, but Brighton, they've only played 23 games and they're eighth. They've got three games in hand on top they've of the four. Play, they've got 45 points to play for them. How many games they played for? Played? 23. 23. So they've got 15 games to play. So that's, that's 45 only, points to play for. They're only seven points behind Spurs with two games in hand. So if they were to win two games in hand, they would be a point behind Spurs in the Champions League spot. That is um, so. I think I can't Spurs are still in there. That's how bad Chelsea and Liverpool are doing, though, isn't it? Well, Chelsea down in tenth, mate. Draw, 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 draw. Loss, loss, and they finally got a win on the weekend, mm. didn't they? And then they won. Did they win yet uh, yesterday in the Champions League as well? Yeah, yeah, Dortmund. Yeah, it's a good win. That's a that's a very good result yeah, for Chelsea to beat win. Dortmund. That's one I, it's good I thought yeah. I thought Dortmund had it, mate. I really did. Um, yeah. I thought no, Dortmund no. would have beaten them. So impressive, but. They've got to use that to kick on now. Um, shout out as well to Chris Gunter, retired from international footballer, absolute warrior for uh, for Welsh football. Never uh, never got his chance really at the at the very highest level, I think. But like you know, played for some big clubs nonetheless, and done some amazing things for Wales. Over a hundred caps. Played for Tottenham, obviously, and uh, the Celtic and whatnot. But like. The thing, what, what, like when you think of Chris Gunter, mate, what's the first thing you think of in terms of Wales and uh, reliable, uh, longevity? Um, yeah, so, no, for me, feet that's the 100 odd cap for you to your country. Oh, uh, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, first thing I think of is that image of um, after the England game in Euro 2016 when everyone, all the Wales fans were kind of. Distraught when they could Sturridge scored at the last minute 
and he's giving it the old keep your chin up and that is that sort of famous photo and obviously Wales went on and had an incredible tournament but he was a big big part of that the squad yeah. and, and the mentality within that particular squad at the time yeah. um, I, I'm all about Gunter I think he's uh, he's uh, it's a massive massive part of what Wales have been over the last or certainly the improvement in Welsh football overall like his just his attitude and turning up to friendly after friendly after friendly and you know in recent years he hasn't played in a lot of games because he's you know, quite old but he's kept kept going and kept going he kept, keeps turning up he went to the world cup and stuff he's you know can't fault him mate um last thing mate the championship uh i spoke about it a little bit at the start like the form of the teams within the playoffs is unreal um you got borough blackburn luton norwich and then just outside you've got coventry mate right they're up to eighth now they're level on games with everyone do you remember at the start of the season when they were like seven or eight games behind everyone else they were bottom of the league yeah they were having all those problems with the uh with their stand and uh, yeah. their ground and they're now up to eighth and they are flying they uh, haven't lost in five games and i just think you know obviously they've had a good couple of seasons um <coughs> is it mark robbins in charge there it is isn't it yeah um doing a very very good job do you oh, think yeah. there's any way they get in the playoffs I mean, they're only a couple, they're three points behind, so there's no reason, especially the form they're in. I think the problem they might have is that all the other teams in within the playoff places at the moment are in such great form. The championships just makes it difficult, doesn't it? It's because it's um, you can lose a couple and shoot down, and you can win a couple and be right up there. The one, one win away from being in the playoffs? Yeah. But like, if you look at the form of uh, Middlesbrough, we'll, hey, it doesn't mean doesn't, that doesn't that yeah doesn't. I, I don't think like that. Forty six. They've got eleven game, thirty three games to put thirty three points to play for, uh, and and they seem to be on the ascendancy. So you won't put it past them. Millwall managed some strong teams up there. I think, you know Luton, all, Luton, Middles. You'd see Middlesbrough, but Blackburn. Luton, Norwich, them three, you'd, you'd be eyeing up. Yeah. Do you know um Middlesbrough as well? Yeah, I think I think Middlesbrough got Middlesbrough eye. too far away, eight points. Yeah, it's a bit too much that. Yeah, I think Middlesbrough are going to have to be looking above them as well, and they they're trying to chase Sheffield United down. Yeah, but um, certainly Luton, Norwich, especially Luton, especially the few of these teams as well, mm-hmm. and even um, like West Brom. They've just been so up and down, like win, lose, win, lose. It's just mental. It's all city at mid QPR, mate, lost five on the bounce now. It's just Gareth Ainsworth's come in there. He's got to try and do something quick because, look, he's been there a couple of weeks now. They've not really improved results-wise. Um, they are like one point ahead of Cardiff and their form is dreadful. So they've got to turn that corner quick. Um, on Cardiff, massive result um, on the weekend in the uh, Derby versus Bristol, 2-0. Um, it was a very good performance. I wasn't confident before the game. Oh. But uh, Cardiff, the new manager has got Cardiff playing. The new formation makes them look much more solid going forward and back. And um, 
he's getting a tune out of him, mate. And that's what you need when uh, that new manager comes in, is you need him to hit the ground running. It's, nice. it's a good cushion, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, But it's not... I don't think it's... Uh, Blackpool play Bristol City away. Mm. Cardiff, Preston. Preston haven't been doing that well recently. The man on the manager's backs. So if you get a goal there early, the crowd might turn. Yeah, and I think the Cardiff have um, they've got a little bit of momentum. I will. I'll, I'll stop short of saying they've got a bit of momentum. They've got full on momentum, but they got a little bit of momentum. They have got to just keep building that con. Um, that confidence. Cardiff versus Swansea is a three o'clock kickoff for the first time in forever uh, on April April the first, um, which is going to be an interesting uh, development. Um, to finish off, mate, let's do our predictions. Um, first and foremost, we'll do Preston versus Cardiff. What do you think the score is going to be there, mate? Two one Cardiff. Uh, I'm going to go with one nil Cardiff and Swansea at home to Middlesbrough. Leslie asked for you to give a prediction for that. 3-1 Middlesbrough. 6-0 Middlesbrough. Um, <laughs> uh, Leicester uh, at home to Chelsea. 1-0 Chelsea. Oh, you're copying me again. That's what I got. Um, Spurs home to Forest. I've gone one all. 2-0 Spurs. Leeds home to Brighton. 3-1, Brighton. Uh, I've gone 2-1, Brighton. Crystal Palace, home to Man City. I've gone 3-1, City. 2-2. 1-1. 1-1. City's bogey team. Uh, United at home to Southampton. Southampton have picked up a couple of wins lately in between their losses. Say again, which one was that? Uh, United home to Southampton. I've gone 2-1 oh, United. 3-0. No. No. Southampton picked up a bit of a couple of results lately. Uh, <laughs> United. Uh, Newcastle home to Wolves. I've gone 2-1 Wolves. It's a tough one, that is, I think. 1-1. 2-1 Wolves, I've gone. Um, and remember now as well, there's Super Six on Saturday, and then there's another one midweek next week. Don't forget mm. the midweek. It comes to something, I'm going to have to start reminding you so I don't get too far ahead of you. Yeah. We've, got to, we've got to keep it interesting, haven't we? Otherwise, it's like, some of us have lies. Well, yeah. I don't. I turned it on last night. I thought, shit, Super Six. Turned yeah. on last night. I thought, oh. Too late. No. Um, so, uh, guys and girls, I uh, appreciate you joining us as always. We'll be back uh, next Thursday, usual time, I think, unless there's Europa League on at the 8 o'clock again. And then it might be 7 o'clock. We'll see. But um, as always, appreciate your, your time, Rodders. And uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, for your sake, your United results will go a little bit better than this past weekend. Um, but I'll see you uh, next Thursday, mate, at 7 o'clock. Okay? Uh don't forget, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven. Don't forget. Seven. seven. Yeah. Sweet. Sports Social Podcast Network.